This is a chat with a guy called Elvis Perkins. He's an American singer-songwriter, film composer, uh, and I, I got hold of him because he was a recent visitor to Wellington for our International Arts Festival. He was part of a, um, a kind of multimedia theatre show called Home. He was the, uh, he was the musician, um, so he was sort of in an acting role, uh, appearing on stage but f- performing music live. And I'd been a fan of his, his, his work. Uh, his first album came out in the mid-2000s, Ash Wednesday, and it, it really blew me away, that album. I never had the chance to interview him but um, prior to this, but I remember when that album came out, I thought, yeah, he'd be a great person to talk to. Um, he's got a fascinating backstory, uh, which you know all of his interviews and press touch on in some way, and, and we get into. But uh, I was more interested in talking to him about about him and his music and who he is and he was he was more interested in that too um, we do get into the fact that his father was Anthony Perkins the actor from Psycho uh, a musician as well obviously acted in other in other things but best known for that for that film um, because Elvis's brother Oz is a film director and uh, and makes horror films and Elvis has uh, recorded the soundtrack score for a couple of his movies and will possibly work with him again on another project so yeah there was so much for us to get into and he was very generous sitting down with me for an hour or so to to talk through these many things um i need to thank sarah from the festival because uh you know i really should have uh put in a put in a bid to talk to him as soon as i knew he was coming but i sort of forgot about it and then i watched the show and was blown away by the show and thought why don't i talk to him while he's in new zealand and so i asked and uh and she she made it happen, and also to Jekka, the um, home shows producer. Um, so they they met me on a Saturday afternoon when they could have been enjoying a nice day in Wellington towards the end of their run at the festival. Now, if this sounds like we're sitting in an airport um, with a bit of noise in the background, it's because we we aren't quite sitting in an airport. We're sitting in the um, St James Theatre in, in Wellington, and there was a show on, so there is a bit of mumbling uh, beneath us. Uh, there's some people going in and out of a show, and uh, but we're sitting together quite closely so you can hear our voices in the in, in the foreground quite prominently so um, yeah we talked about that Ash Wednesday record which is a still is an album I love and a, had a big impact on me um, we talked about his band Elvis Perkins in Deerland and we talked about the film scores that he's done and of course we talked about the show home because um, it now goes around the world there's going to be some shows in Australia um, potentially later this year or into next year and um, they're, they're, they're performing it through Europe and it was an amazing show to see so uh, really big talk for me this one um, my, my conversation with American singer-songwriter and musician Elvis Perkins should we start with the show and, and, and then I think work? that would make a lot of sense. And work Here we are. This is your first time in Wellington or not? This is my first time in first, Wellington. Yeah, yeah. yeah and in New Zealand for that yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how have you found that? Uh, it's, uh, it's lovely. Mm. Yeah. It uh, must, must be nice having a bit of a chance to have a bit of a look around. You know, I, I get that you'd go places in a more conventional sense touring, like as a, as a singer-songwriter, and you see the venue, and you have a sleep, and you have a quick wander, and then you're gone. You see the airport. If you have a, if you're lucky enough to have a quick wander, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oftentimes you just see the, the green room. Mm-hmm. So here you're actually getting to experience a few things. Yeah, that's uh, one of the welcome novelties of this type of touring Mm -hmm. and working with this type of artistic troupe is that you're in one place for a week or two weeks or so how i mean how did it come about for you how how did you get involved with because um for anyone who is listening that hasn't seen the show home at the festival it's a it's essentially a theater piece it is a theater you are you are a musician in it yes um so how did you yeah, how, did, how were you selected or how did you... Well, uh, the show's creator and mm. instigator, as he mm. refers to himself, Jeff Sobel, mm. uh, he and I went to high school together right. in California. Yeah. Um, and we actually made music together back in the day. We were paired in chamber music groups. Right. He was a flautist and I was playing classical guitar. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, threw down some Bach and whatnot. Mm. Um, and I was in a band in high school, and he would come up on occasion and play right. his flute on a, on a number. Yeah. Uh, so we had that creative Connection. seed yeah. back in the day, and then a long time passed where we didn't work together. Mm. I saw Jeff's last piece 
piece a few times, uh, Object Lesson, which is a wonder. Mm. And um, it blowing my mind, I just sort of offered my services to mm. him mm. freely. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, his next piece here, Home, yeah. uh, Object Lesson is a one-man show, and he wanted to make a more collaborative mm-hmm. um, piece with uh, different people's visions and contributions and mm. uh, I guess he had my offer ringing in his head yeah. and uh, he came to me and yeah, uh, yeah, here yeah. we are. Because his, um, obviously his strengths are many. Yes. <laughs> you know, you, yes. you get that straight away from For that sure. show that, yeah. I mean, even you say, you know, how, how the title Instigator um, gives a clue that there's something more than just a person on stage doing acting. Oh, yeah. so much more oh, than yeah. that. But, um, and, and the show... I guess takes a while for people to get comfortable. Well, maybe people never get truly comfortable, which is one of the magic things about it. But it takes a while for it to get comfortable and understanding what you're saying. And I guess your role, you know, it's it's essentially wordless. We can't really hear anything going on. It's essentially a silent piece, and you, so you're kind of you become kind of the narrator. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in an abstract sort of way. Uh, yeah, I refer to myself when I'm trying to let people know what this thing mm. is without mm. yeah, yeah, giving yeah. too much away and, yeah. and I mean it's very hard to describe what That's it is right. in the yeah, first yeah. place or what I'm doing there but mm. I sort of tend to describe myself as like a one man Greek choral yes. figure yeah. um, commenting ever so obliquely yes. on the oblique yeah, yeah. I sort of, I, happenings at first I thought of you as as uh, you know, but like Jonathan Richmond and something yeah. about Mary, that wandering minstrel thing. But right. your Greek cho- one-man Greek chorus thing is more accurate <laughs> because you know it doesn't have the frivolity that has. Right. You know, obviously that's a a comedic piece versus a occasionally comedic piece because there's some funny stuff in home. Sure. But it's so. I mean, I, I, I was thinking because I mean, I I I remember receiving your first album as a reviewer you know I didn't know anything about it and I was immediately taken with it and and it's it's an album that's never really left my my listening I, I go back to it uh, and I sort of wondered how you had arrived at being in a theatre piece and, and then of course you've done some film soundtrack work is this um, a, a sort of aim to keep working outside of the structure of Recording and releasing a record and touring, or is it just well? You know, how is it? How has it sort of happened? Well, it's happened this way in large part because I know Jeff, and mm. in large part because um, I know my brother. Yeah, I was going to say you've scored your brother's films. Yeah, who so. I've only scored two films, and yeah. they've both been his, his first. They yeah. were his first and his second yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so I didn't go looking for that. Yeah. But. Um, since having made those scores, I've uh, you know received some offers, offers and to do other things, to, yeah. uh, which I may or may not do. I don't know. I haven't taken on anything mm. else. But uh, if there's something really special or, or strange, I uh, would consider doing it. I don't, yeah, don't yeah. think I'll just I mean, do you, the run of the mill. Your film scores sound like film scores <laughs> they you know they, they 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 work as if you have always been a film composer so i wonder what influence you sort of had growing up in terms of listening you know were you a person who watched movies and concentrated on the music as it or anything like no, that or I did mean, you when my brother asked me to score his first movie mm. i was like yeah sure i'll do that <laughs> um but i really had no mm. idea what i was doing or mm. how to do it or how i would do it mm. um and it was literally the hardest creative yeah. endeavor i've ever yeah. undertaken um, because I'd never done it, and because I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm wondering, like, is there a worry that, yeah, you could, you could come across as a phony or something? You know, it's a specialised area within music. Well, yeah, I certainly didn't yeah. want to let him down on his first yes. foray into <laughs> <Yeah>. directing, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't want to let his producers and you know mm. the future of mm. the film down, mm. uh, and yeah, I mean, there's there's always. 
the possibility for a human to engage in the thought and fear that one is a phony because nobody mm. knows what they're doing and mm. we're all just making it up yeah, as we yeah, go yeah, along yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're just adrift on this um, yeah. massive rock <laughs> yeah. in space. <laughs> so. For sure. So how did, well how did, let's go all the way back then, so how did music come into your life? When do you connect with, I mean you mentioned um, studying classical guitar but mm-hmm. Are you? Do you grow up sort of with music encouraged, or do you spot it early on? How does it? Uh, how does it come about for you? Music was definitely encouraged in in my home. Um, my uh, father was a piano player uh, and made some records in the fifties, um, early sixties. And he would play a lot of piano in the house. And uh, so it was just kind of something that was in the atmosphere early on. He would encourage my brother and I to come and sit with him and kind of check out what was going on. Uh, That said, I was given piano lessons as a child, and I didn't take to them. Uh, And I was also, for some reason, given saxophone lessons, which I didn't. I mean, I I, I stuck with it for a while, but it it didn't really stick until... Um, I was just at a friend's house and his older brother was playing the electric guitar mm. and I was like, ah, that's what I will yeah. learn that's, how to that's do. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was, music was in the air and mm. I found the thing that I related to. And, mm. Mm. and so where, I mean, you grew up where, California? Los Angeles, yeah. 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 And that's still home, or when you're not, or have you moved about? I don't. Speaking of home, I don't, don't really know where home is. I <laughs> right. live. I live. Home now. is currently in the in the theatre here. Home is Wellington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was born in New York City mm-hmm. and lived there till I was about four, uh, and I moved. I've, I've done a, a bit of the bi-coastal right. Yeah, yeah. Thing mm. indecision, not knowing where home is for yeah. my whole life. Um, and right now I'm in the cycle of living on the East Coast, and I live two hours north of New York City. Right. Uh, in a smallish town called Hudson, and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I know why I'm there, and other times I wake <laughs> up and like, well, how did I get here? And, yeah, yeah. You know, is this my beautiful home type deal? Yeah, yeah. Um, so w- when I do return to Los Angeles, where my brother and his children live and whatnot, it, mm. uh, it does resonate with... Mm home in a way that other places don't Mm -hmm. Uh, but that said when I last left LA in like 2004 or 5 I was like I don't think I'm coming back right yeah yeah and what's your what's the sort of um, we hear a lot about the mood in America from people that visit and and perform we obviously lots of us follow the the news and stuff anyway but uh, you know, I was just uh, someone was in the in the festival at the moment. I'm trying to think who it was, but someone I saw was talking about how grateful they were to be away from America for now because of how toxic it feels. So mm-hmm. What's your connection with that and feelings around the political mood? Uh, how does it impact on you? You know, I don't know if it does impact on me directly. I, mm. It's it's a fascinating story mm. that's unraveling. <laughs> Uh, and it's a fascinating human that's unraveling before yes. our eyes. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so I'm kind of looking at it as though it's it's a passing Curious phase. Curious bystander. Yeah, it's a passing phase like like it all is. Mm-hmm. You know, Amer- America, quote, unquote, mm. doesn't really exist. And, um, I mean, it doesn't so much as mm-hmm. we've all decided that it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the uh, principles that it's supposedly founded on, um, I think it's all a bit of an illusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not too, I'm not too upset yes, by, sort of the, by the blatant, yes. um, unapologetic uh, defiance of those mm-hmm. principles, because mm-hmm. I don't really believe they've ever... I was going to say, that it's a mix of archaic and wrongly observed principles anyway, isn't it? In, in large sense. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're a nation of, of pillagers, you know, <laughs> mm. uh, as, mm. as it tends to, mm. <laughs> to be in, in the world at this I point. I mean, I've only been to America twice and I've largely been on the um, west coast, I've yet to really crack the east coast, but, yeah. but you know, I, I love the place and the places I've been. A handful of places there I love, but I so I, I always wonder, you know, this 
this apologetic tone that I referenced that some people have coming from America here, I sort of feel like that's a strange thing to be saddled with. You don't, it doesn't sound like you have that. Um, well, I'm thinking back to uh, it was it was very shortly after um, the current yeah. sitting president, mm. whose name <laughs> we don't need I'll to avoid saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was right after he had been elected, and um, as my schedule had it, I was in Paris, like yeah. in the days right. directly following yeah. on stage, yeah. and I did I did. It did seem appropriate to be a bit sheepish and to be a bit yes. like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't represent... We don't condone this, we don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't speak um, for us. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think um, it's hard to be mm. uh, alive. Mm. And I think everybody's doing their best with what they've got. Mm. And um, obviously this guy who's sitting on the throne of America, like... He is uh, spiritually impoverished, mm. right? Um, but has the potential, as we all do, for learning mm. and for self-discovery and for humanity. Um, and uh, my attempt at addressing this situation mm. was a song that I made and, and recorded and released um, in December of last year called There Go the Nightmaricans. Mm. Uh, and it works with this premise that that the better selves of these people mm -hmm. are somewhere buried. Um, and they and it's possible for them to be disinterred. Mm -hmm. um, and it's possible for even a man like mm. DT mm -hmm. um, <laughs> to snap out of it, mm. you know? I remember the night of the, you know, I think New Zealanders, I can only speak on behalf of New Zealanders obviously being one, but I, we watched that American election closer than, than any. And, uh, I, you know, I remember music being a kind of solace for me. I, mm -hmm. I, I was, uh, I'd been to a... Uh, a, a show that night and I'd come home to see the results and I immediately put on the the, the then new Drive-By Truckers album and it felt like very, you know, I was listening to it because I liked it anyway, uh -huh. but it it seemed to describe a lot of the alienation and frustration that Trump voters and non-Trump voters are feeling, you know, it really, it really sort of spoke to a, a, a wide range of Americans and, and, and tried to describe and define a type of America and there's a sort of solace in that and, and in a few other things. You know, I remember listening to nothing to do with politics, but just listening to the voice of Lucinda Williams and saying, oh, yeah. well, that, you know, that, that does something for me. And it was sure. a weird depression to feel when you're geographically so far removed sure. from it. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time, you know. It has. Um, so well, let's, let's talk about your, your, your music. When you, when you, so you, you finally click with the guitar decide that that's going to be the, the thing you're going to do and then what are the next steps there like? um, well pretty early on I was coming up with um, forms mm. on the guitar and uh, was in a band in high school and wrote a lot of that music though hadn't found a voice mm -hmm. um, and uh, but I was a uh, writer of I guess what you'd call poetry right, yeah. um, as a teenager as well and at a certain point I was like oh well I have mm. I've got this over here and I've got this music mm. over here and I'm going to marry them up yeah. I'm going to marry them up yeah I got uh, deep into uh, you know the Paul Simon and Cat Stevens mm -hmm. and Leonard Cohen and yeah. the Beatles and yeah which you can hear from your music sure. and you know in, in, in the right way too you can well, hear sure. a person who's formed their voice out of these you know, consummate singer-songwriters and and, and uh, maybe tracing around parts of them, but certainly not copying them in any in any well, real sense. Well, sure, we're every, we're, everybody's copying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their people, at least in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, Ash Wednesday. When does so? How long does it take? <coughs> that's sort of your announcement to the world. Um, I suppose it is. Yeah. And to, and to you know, and to, well, certainly that's how I. You know, find oh, yeah. out about you, and that I guess the... that's that's the announcement. And mm -hmm. and you know, 
you know, I'm, I'm careful to talk about this because you referenced before, you know, you've, you've had a lifetime since then of people referencing your biography, but I sort of, when I describe this album to people, I say it's an album that comes loaded with backstory uh-huh. because that, that's sort of how, how it was presented, right. press release-wise, right, and right. obviously just as soon as you hear it, there's a, <laughs> there's a melancholy, there's a, you know, there's a, a, a sort of sombre tone throughout and uh, I, I want to know sort of I guess the, the gestation of the album and and, and the um, how it was how it was perceived and how you felt around how it was perceived and what it meant for you um, well it meant a lot of things and uh, it says a lot of things and of course when um, when such a thing is released into the world, you, uh, with, as with any press release, you have mm-hmm. to kind of um, <clears throat> reduce it yeah. a bit in order for <laughs> it to be... A, and become a salesman. <laughs> yes, in order for it to be palatable, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the mm. great avalanche mm. of information that we're all yeah, yeah, <clears throat> confronted yeah. with, especially uh, yeah, more and more so at now this than age. Then, yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had been at work writing songs and preparing to record them and release them uh, in the years, probably from like 1997 or eight, I was building up steam to, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I wasn't even really thinking too much about releasing them. I was just in a period Building of, a catalog, yeah. In a period of creation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and, uh, so that's that's a, the trajectory I was on for myself, and uh, I had just uh, booked in Los Angeles what would be my first um, my first performance, my first like solo performance. Right. I'd done open mic nights and whatnot, but yeah, this yeah. was going to be like, hey, you will build, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, my mother happened to be um, well; she wanted to come and see the show. And uh, it happened to be September 11th, 2001, that she got on that plane to come and um, hear, see that show. Uh, and obviously, she didn't uh, didn't make it. Um, and so that event, obviously, well, I don't know. Obviously, maybe some people just snapped right into mm. work and went right back to connecting, living, yeah. connecting. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it, it threw me off course in a certain regard, and yet I continued to go down as best I could muster the spirit to mm. um, down the path that I had set for myself, writing songs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just kind of going about it, not quite sure how to manifest the work and how to embrace... Um, being amongst the living, really, mm. uh, as when something like that befalls you, uh, it's not an uncommon path, I believe, to uh, spend more time thinking about uh, the non-living mm. and mm. and your own demise. I, I imagine you've got. I have to imagine only. Um, kind of two forms of grief going on there your own private grief about your mother but it's connected to a nation, nationwide and international a very public yeah, it's, it, it confuses the grieving process I think um, and and then on top of that the fact that you don't ever get a clear picture of what went on mm-hmm. um and I, to this day, we don't have a clear picture of what went what mm. went on. Mm. Um, and so, finding finding closure and finding um, yeah, closure, I guess, is what it is. Uh, is very difficult in a in such a sprawling event that mm. has no good explanation. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it. Uh, it was a lot to to bear, mm. uh, and and so it took a while to get 
back in sort of the realms of the living and be like, oh, okay, well, sure, it matters to mm. make work and it matters to have a career and it matters to um, to be amongst the living. Uh, and it really took the, the my friend who ultimately produced Ash Wednesday, Ethan Gold, mm. um, he saw me in my state and could relate uh, to where I was and he's a songwriter and... Um, had been similarly kind of waylaid on his path. Mm. Uh, his mother had been uh, in the helicopter with Bill Graham right. um, when that accident occurred. Mm. Mm. And uh, he wrestled with a lot of the same things, like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. How, how am I going to make a life out of this? How, um, <clears throat> how important for you both to have each other to yeah. to connect with over there. Yeah, so he saw in me himself mm. and he's like, mm. I'm going to help this mm. person and I like his songs and I'm going to help him make mm. this happen. Uh, and so, I, you know, we went through the songs that existed and mm. um, together we decided what would be, what we would record to make up the record. Mm. And um, as it so happened, there was about half and half songs that I had written before mm. September 11th and half that I had written after and so it just mm. made sense it was mostly in, it was like in the mastering process mm. that the sequence uh, I hadn't thought yeah, of what yeah. the sequence would be until we were in the mastering house and we're like oh we gotta this thing actually has yeah. to, <laughs> yeah. has, to <laughs> has to have a flower has to be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was a very spur of the moment thing I'm like well let's just do it Mm, mm. Um, chronologically yeah I wasn't even so much thinking of like before and after but that's it was just this per, in the moment what happened yeah um, and so that's how it was ultimately presented and sequenced and understandably when you give that story to mm. the press <laughs> yes. that's what they're going to, to focus on yeah um, and it is, for lack of a better word, colorful stuff. Mm. Um, so it's not surprising to me that that, that it comes back to that me. That she's still being asked about I'm it. Still being asked about it, and I probably will be for the rest of my days. And but, that's that's just as it. But as there's, it is. I guess, there's a you know, <clears throat> there's a profoundness to the the record that is informed by all of that, obviously. But but goes beyond that in, in terms of you know it's a beautifully produced arranged written and recorded album with songs that to me still stand up and there's a kind of a it's funny that it's in part informed by a, a very specific event because there's a real timelessness to it I think you yeah. know it, 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 it clearly belongs in the lineage of some of those songwriters you mentioned uh, and it you know, I've played it to people in the last couple of years that missed it at the time, mm -hmm. and they want to know when it was made. Sure. You know, they think it might have been, you know, two days before I played it to them, right. or it might be, you know, from the 90s or whenever. Sure. So that has to, um, I guess, balance <laughs> the fact that you're going to be asked about the, the press release and the biography <laughs> around it. That, that speaks to something about it, right? Um, yeah, sure. And as I was saying before, like... Um, I, I get why we must return <laughs> there with each mm. talking about it, um, mm. but there, but it does encapsulate a much broader spectrum yeah. than yeah. than perhaps how it's sometimes Summed presented. Up. Yeah, yeah. If if only because half of the songs are yeah, yeah, fact, yeah. written before yeah. um, that day. Mm. Uh, and so it falls into that category too of the the cliche around a debut album. You have your whole life to create your mm -hmm. debut album, and and I guess in, in many ways a, a huge part of your whole life is to that point is in that album sure. over many years. And then you do something a little bit different with the follow up. You yep. kind of you you um, do a, a slight disappearing act in terms of. Your name is still there, but it becomes a band name. Right. Um, yeah, when Ash Wednesday was was being finalized, um, to uh, tell you the truth, I didn't 
really even have any expectation for it. Mm. Um, I didn't know that it would be received at all, mm. that anybody would want to hear it. Um, and I didn't really stick around for it to be finalized. Mm. Uh, and I um, moved east. It was made in Los Angeles, and I moved east to form... Uh, the band that would become Elvis Perkins in Deerland. Yeah. Uh, and I was on the East Coast and receiving mixes from time to time from Ethan, who was mm. mixing it uh, with the engineer Dave Allert. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I'm sort of moving on to new... Yeah. ...new ideas musically. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Yeah, so I would, I'm not really sure. Uh, it's, a, it's a while ago now. I'm not yeah, quite yeah. sure how, that, next, how it all pieced. How, uh, so do you go on the road in support of the album? or? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, yeah. while not expecting anything from it, yeah. I was still um, tending to it. And I, mm. you know, the artwork I created and mm. um, uh, made the early... Thing, the early like uh, samples of it that I would send around uh, and did ultimately send those around and did have people who were believing in the record like this mm. is worth <laughs> sending yeah, around yeah, yeah. Like, okay um, so yeah the band and I had begun playing small shows in on the east coast before the record was finalized before it came out mm. um, and then um as it was making its rounds, it was first really taken um, notice of by a booking agent and uh, in uh, California, and she started sending us around on tours, and um, and then you know it uh, found its way into the label's hands and came out with XL, which was which was great. Yeah. Uh, and they sent us all around Europe and the States many times with it. And, uh, and yeah, we toured uh, Deerland and I for a good year and a half before we went into the studio to make uh, the Deerland record. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then toured a bunch more. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> with it. Yeah, so that's, I was going to say, that's, and so that's all happens over sort of four, three, four, five years, those two records and the tours around them, but I bet that feels a lot shorter than that for you, like you're lost in a blur. Um, it's a, it was a bit of a blur. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we toured pretty, pretty heavily from about 2006 till about 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at which point, I, I pulled what even more substantial a disappearing. Yeah, act. yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, so it's, what happens next? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm still, still trying to figure out like what I'm what I'm doing here, mm. uh, and I'm not completely convinced. I, I pretty much vacillate daily with uh, what to do with myself. <laughs> um, and uh, whether that is to again dedicate myself to being on the road as myself, sharing mm. Mm. this music in the kind of live rock and roll mm. concert, <laughs> concert setting, setting yeah. Yeah. Um, or not. Yeah. Uh, and after all of those years of touring, I was definitely gripped by that existential. Mm. Um, Crisis. Crisis, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't intend to take so much time off mm. making what would be my next solo record, I Obeyed. Mm. Um, but uh, it just kind of went that way. Mm. Um, and I was free from my contract with the label and um, had uh, gone without management for a mm. while. And so there was nobody really telling me to hurry up mm. so I just um, I knew that I was going to make the next record on my own and 
the recording equipment which I uh, bought in order to do that came from California to New York and it arrived uh, busted up by mm. Federal Express <laughs> um, so I had to go back and that postponed things and then um, I just took my time making it there's a lot of factors a lot of elements on the record um, recorded all over the country mm. uh, and yeah there was a lot caked on and then a lot caked off to create what ended up being that record mm. um, and it just took its time mm. yeah yeah. and then yeah so now you've got these these kind of other options that have yeah. opened up you've, you're a a stage performer yep. you're a soundtrack composer right. these things are you know this is not just lofty aspiration these things have happened yep. yeah, they're on the CV <laughs> they exist they do yeah yeah and, and, and you've acquitted yourself you know very very well I think you know as I say the the um, Black Coat's Daughter soundtrack is is, is an experience yeah. on, on its own outside of the film sure. which I think is well, about as good as it can get for someone who makes writes music for film, right? As if it can stand up in any shape outside of the image. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and obviously your brother, Oz, is a filmmaker, and um, he's got more projects on the go, I imagine, yep. and you might work together again. The yep. relationship with him as a working relationship has held up okay through those two films? It has, films. indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's working on other things, and there's discussion about mm. you know that collaboration continuing. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm designed to to be a, a film composer mm. all th- through and through, um, mm. or how much more of it I will do. But like I say, if if great projects mm. come my way, and you know his are that, yeah. Um, then I'm totally, uh, totally open to it. Mm, mm. Uh, he's been in in talks to do it like a uh, TV series, um, and like for that I could see myself doing mm. like the theme. Yeah, right. The opening theme, but yeah, I don't yeah, think I would do the, the person coming up with all the cues. No. But you'd contribute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about? I mean, so what about your own songwriting? How, what's does that continue and are you amassing songs the whole time that maybe are discarded from the film project or and part of the process or, or can you compartmentalise that and go away and work on songs separately or has that just not been happening uh, no it's, it's always happening mm. um, I don't think I have too much well actually I mean there, there's an enormous wealth of material from the film scores mm, especially, yeah, especially the first one yeah because um, trial and error <laughs> for months yeah I was yeah. just uh, creating what could be mm-hmm. conceived as horror movie music mm. um, before even looking at the picture mm. um, and uh, I uh, compiled pretty much a single session like a pro tool mm. session mm. that um it's just it's just a wall of a block granite block of sound which mm. goes way in the distance beyond where when i finally flew the film in yeah the f- music is like twice as <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as yeah. long as yeah. the thing yeah um so at one point if i if I have the nerve, I can go mm. back into that thing and mm. um, probably make another yeah, <laughs> soundtrack yeah, 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 out yeah. of it. Uh, yeah, but the songs are always creeping along. Um, I don't tend to just sit down and write a song. Uh, and I don't always know where a song is going when I begin it. And I normally end up enjoying them more and thinking more highly of them if I kind of just kind of like a I don't have children but mm-hmm. I imagine if I if I did I would like to give my child plenty of space mm-hmm. to become who they're going to yeah, be yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like I'm maybe I'm practicing with uh, songs mm. in that manner because I will get a germ going mm. 
um, sprout the seed and then Little give it uh, yeah. give it a really a lot of space mm-hmm. um, for it to kind of develop mm. when I'm not looking at it, yeah, you know, yeah. um, when I'm not addressing it and. It's, uh, yeah, the pieces will often get filled in, uh, you know, non-deliberately. Mm. And in, in that sense, I feel like the songs are kind of writing themselves as they want mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, just kind of a, a gatherer of, and, and, and mm. assimilator and a... Uh, a structural engineer. A structural engineer <laughs> of these the elements yeah, yeah, that yeah. are presenting themselves yeah. over time. Mm. I, I'm glad you, you mentioned, um, well, I don't know if it was bad or not, but writing poetry as, a, as you know, a, an adolescent, because I think we've all got that, that story in us somewhere. And um, because I think, you know, maybe not so much with Ash Wednesday, which I, I, I feel like there's, there's more of a storytelling element going to that, but... The Elvis Perkins and Dearland album, you know, something like Shampoo, it's, it, they're quite impressionistic, poetic lyrics. They're quite um, uh, complex to unpack, I think, quite, uh, which, which, you know, I, I like. That's part of what's kept me coming back to it. But uh, so do you still write things separately outside of music? Or, oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, at times I considered just amassing a poetry volume yeah Yeah. and just minimizing the the tools involved Mm. Uh, part of what makes the touring lifestyle hard to embrace is the sheer mass Mm -hmm. and like literal mass Mm. and uh, technology that's required Mm. Um, after I leave New Zealand I have uh two or three uh, house shows in Australia Mm. booked um, for which and these will be my first for which I'll just show up with a single guitar and myself um, and sing to a crowd of 50 people or so when you say that you're first do you have a are you still working out how that's going to play out for you or do you have a pretty solid approach to a set list oh no I haven't thought about the set list right yeah yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I may play some of the songs from home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I'll be in people's homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, going to ask about that, whether you were free to, to have those songs to, oh, yeah. you know, so you could record those songs as part of an album project. Oh, I have recorded them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure they will occupy an EP of yeah, their own. Yeah, some sort of, be yeah, space. Yeah, 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 yeah. EP. Cool. Um, so those have those have been recorded. They need to be sorted through, and mm, mm. you know, yeah. I think they're probably going to be pretty bare bones. Like yeah, yeah, similar to how they appear. Staying on the, true yeah. to the, the yeah single instrument, the single voice. Yeah, yeah aside yeah. from the one kind of yeah. Hawaiian yeah 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 number, which yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I had the uh, pleasure of working with uh, guitarist Blake Mills. Yes, oh wow, um, he's a, and he's a, a a genius, a genius producer as yeah. well as. Um, guitar player um, and he's sort of popping up everywhere yeah and uh, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how he does it in terms of uh, not just ability but hours in the day as I say he's everywhere he his is, own music he is, is great everywhere. enough but then he's making other people sound I know, exquisite yeah. like I said I was very lucky wow. to uh have those couple days where yeah. I made that Hawaiian track with him. I How did just you met connect him. with him? Did you just? I just you met him through him a friend. Yeah, just a recommendation in, in LA. Um, not even to work with. I just was hanging right. out with a friend, and we went over to his friend's house, who yeah. happened to be Blake Mills. Wow. Um, and uh, I just threw a complete hail mary <laughs> to him. I'm like, yeah. I was like, hmm, I need to make this. Um, thinking to myself, I need to make this Hawaiian mm. track, mm. and I had just met him and just seen him kind of casually playing the guitar. I'm like, I bet he could approximate <laughs> yeah, Hawaiian yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea that he would be able to do it so Perfectly. impeccably. Yeah. yeah, He's kind of like, I mean, maybe this is a trite comparison, but I mean it with the utmost respect. I sort of think of him as like the Ry Cooder of this generation, you yeah. know, in terms of the master of all styles plus the production yeah, incredible. sort of thing. And just... Um, 
and from the interviews I've heard with him and the appearances, uh, obviously seems like an incredibly decent human being as well. Which... Very decent, very laid back. <laughs> yeah. it, it all seems yeah. extremely easy. Yeah, no, no, um, no show pony kind of approach when he would be entitled to have that almost. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know, yeah. Sure. Wow. Okay, so you, you might. I guess you might be lucky to work with him again. Uh, I would be very lucky to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and tell me how. So how's your your kind of listening evolved over the years? You mentioned those early kind of key songwriter type influences. Are you conscious of of an evolution in your in your listening approach? Um, I don't know. I uh, I don't listen to as much music as I once did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't listen maybe as closely as I mm-hmm. or as hungrily as I did back yeah. in the day. Not for research as much anymore, I guess, too, in a way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm in a phase of questioning what my own music is for mm. and what you know popular music is for. Um, I've always liked traditional musics of uh, the world. I'm like a, a big mm. Indian music fan, and um, uh, I love field recordings of mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Well, you can hear that in your, I guess, in some of the some of the approach to the music in home, but also in the soundtracks. Uh-huh. Sort of, there's a I feel like a field holler type or old timey record you know mm-hmm. recording thing sort of frames the vocal delivery and yeah yeah I can hear that yeah um so I, I do do a lot of recording on field recordings mm-hmm. of field recorders and on my telephone mm-hmm. and whatnot mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> a lot of that played also into my last record I obeyed um a lot of found mm-hmm. materials um so so yeah I guess I'm not as interested in the production of mm-hmm. of modern yeah, yeah. recordings as I am yeah. sort of about the the humanity or the the spirit of well, it. Well that's the first thing that goes, right? And the and the, you know, there's a lot of great modern pop records, but the first right. thing is that the, disappears is the, the humanity. humanity. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but I'm working on a record now with uh, another great guitar player and producer, Sam Cohen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got a few days under our belt, and I'm going back for more at the end of this trip. And mm. uh, so should have another record out later this year or mm. early next. And does Home do anything else after this? I mean, I, as I understand it, it's a co-commission between New Zealand and a couple of other... We're going to Germany yeah. in May, and we're going to the Edinburgh Festival mm. in August. Mm-hmm. And uh, Right, so you live with this for a while. We live with this, yeah. yeah there's yeah. dates in 2019 yeah, forming. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's talk of going to Brisbane at some point this year. The cool, yeah. yeah. And I guess, again, you know, without, you know, it's a, it's a great show to not spoil, um, but it has such an improvisatory part of it and spirit to it that that keeps it fresh for both you and audiences and you know there's no I guess there's no one definitive take of this show it's you're never going to repeat there are elements that can never be exactly repeated yeah yeah which is which is cool because it starts from such a well timing is everything to it right Mm -hmm. for for for, I guess half of it or maybe more than half of it two-thirds of it timing is absolutely like about as crucial as I've seen in a well for sure in a theatre production yeah. one one slip up and <laughs> and it's affecting not just the sort of storyline and the audience experience but it's affecting everything, everything. that could happen next Indeed. <laughs> how um, intense was the sort of rehearsal process um, for that I, you know it's my first because I was going to say one of these so you, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure what to compare it to or mm, don't have anything to mm. compare it to um but it was rather um, rather involved, mm. rather arduous, and a lot of improvisation, trial and error, mm. is what brought it into its self. Um, like there was, we didn't start with a definitive script. Um, I mean, Jeff has always 
you know, had the overarching yeah, concept, concept and specific ideas of what um, he's after. But in the creation of it, it was a very collaborative um, process and uh, he provided a lot of uh, license to the other performers to create their own paths throughout mm -hmm. the home mm -hmm. and the house and um, gave me complete free reign to just to just come up with what I would come up I with. Was, I was wondering that when I was watching yeah. it. I was thinking, I bet, I bet this was an absolute joy for you because you get to do something <clears throat> so completely different from the structured concert, yet I, it, it struck me that you probably had you know, an almost complete freedom about how you were going, what you were going to do with More music. than almost. Yeah. 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 It, uh, we first workshopped the piece, or I had seen a couple of workshops, mm. and we were talking about the possibility of my being part of it, and mm. um, I had seen a couple of workshops before I, we had agreed that I would join the team, and, um, you know, I sort of watched and imagined what, how I might fit in, and I had no idea. Mm. What that would what that would be, and um, when I finally did formally sit in with them during a workshop in Brooklyn, when it was still pretty amorphous, the thing, uh, he was just like, "Yeah, maybe just come with a few ideas, three or four ideas. They don't need to be finished. Mm. Um, just whatever, whatever you think." Mm. Um, and those things that I brought which I was not very confident in, <laughs> confident in or had no idea whether they would yeah. make any sense yeah. with what he was looking for mm. um, pretty much ended up being the things that uh, <laughs> we will take that and that yeah, and yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, so it couldn't be more of a joy to work with mm. um, and the whole troupe is fantastic and uh, yeah it, it comes across I mean again it seems maybe seems funny saying this or a cliche but I it, I couldn't help but while it was happening think I bet these people get on well I bet they you know are all taking a their own version of a similar kind of collective joy around this process for like sure it comes across yeah. yeah and it would need to for it would it to need work. to yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and basically it's you know he in organising this troupe has invited people to bring their own experiences of yes. being human and dwelling mm. Mm. and living in and out of houses um, and their own conception of home, their own relation to mm. their houses, their homes, their families, their bodies and moving through this space which he has opened up for us. Mm -hmm. So I see this, you know, I saw this show, what, three nights ago and I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. Um, how how it's different for you as a performer in it, but how do you operate when the show finishes? Like, how do you unpack from it? Um, do, do particular performances of it stick with you more than others already? Or do I? Sorry, I say what? Yeah, just sort of how do you unpack from it, and you know, how do you sort of stop thinking about the show when it when um, it's finished? It's. I mean, I'm. I, I'm sort of playing a shadow version of myself mm. or the reverse shadow as mm. I'm all in white mm. Mm. Um, and so it's uh, it's not too much of a stretch it's not mm -hmm. as though I need to mm. um, occupy a character to get into it mm -hmm. and, and therefore there's not yeah, a big, yeah. there's not a, a, a too much of a debriefing yeah. that I need to do internally to get out of it yeah um, and like I say, I'll be doing these house shows in which I'll very likely play some of this music. Songs and, so, and a completely um, different They can context. come with me, yeah, they yeah. can be left behind. Yeah. I can inhabit them or yeah. leave them be. And uh, it's pretty seamless. And then make, I guess that that's another string to making it a rewarding process, that the songs get to go off and be yeah. something else somewhere else. Totally. Um, Hey, I've taken up heaps of your time, so <laughs> I, I'm conscious of that. Um, yeah, is there, uh, to, uh, at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, do you, is there anything else that you sort of want to plug or bring up or that you wish that I'd asked you? Or? Um, I'd encourage you and any of your listeners to hear this new track, mm. There Go the yeah, Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, find it and put a link to it. Yeah, um, and uh, we've set it up so that... Um, 
if you dig it, you can purchase it for I think a buck or it's actually a, it's a single with a, yep. another track by Sam Cohen who I mentioned. Mm. Uh, you can buy them both for three American dollars and those dollars will go to counteracting the um, terrible policies of... Um, <laughs> the guy we're not naming. The guy we're not naming. <laughs> so uh, it's a... Yeah, I'd recommend having a listen and if you feel like it... Um, donating to the cause it goes to a wonderful organization called uh, the Emergent Fund mm. um, which uh, you know directs any funds raised from this song to mm. those uh, organizations on the front lines of uh, you know mitigating mm. the works of this man mm, mm. now y- your father who you mentioned <coughs> played the piano and, and sung and had recorded albums um, when you were young, was also involved in acting mm-hmm. in films. Um, and he, now, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like he, he passed when you were a teenager. Yep. Um, is it interesting to you to think about how, you know, your brother makes horror films, you've scored horror films, you're, you're, you're involved in theatre performance now. Uh-huh. These are all things that, you know, you couldn't have imagined back then. Um, well, Or you could. I could have imagined, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of the family trade. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's Uh, what I'm sort of getting at was it's become this wonderful lineage, really, that, um, that, you know, I'm curious to know what the impact of his acting work was on you when he was alive, when you you were a child. Um, Because he's making films that perhaps people don't show their children, for example. (laughs) Right. You know, not straight away. Right. well, uh, he, I mean, he was still working quite a bit when, mm. when he started uh, our family with my mom. Um, but we also, he also spent a lot of time at home. And so uh, we knew him as dad. first and foremost <laughs> as dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the... The, the division of roles or whatever like we didn't really mm. I didn't mm. really see him too much as anything other than mm. as a as an actor as someone famous as oh yeah just yeah just as which is nice to hear as a know, father, it's kind yeah. of for some to me at least I'm sure to people listening that's kind of a, a nice thing to hear that someone who had a a reputation and and a, you know uh, some famous roles was uh, was was there for for his children for sure yeah, yeah, and and so yeah, just just interesting that you because uh, I mean there are there are sort of some moments in the two of your brothers' films I've seen that you know they 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 play to that great horror suspense psych the psychological sure. kind of aspect. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know like I say, it's like the family uh, the family <laughs> trade in, in the a genes. way. It's yeah, in the yeah, genes, yeah. and when uh, you know when you make. Uh, you know, my father was uh, in the right place at the right time with the right powers to mm. uh, make a, that film Psycho, which was um, so very impactful. Continues in, to be. <laughs> it, yeah, it was and it continues to be so impactful uh, in the human experience mm. and psyche. Like that, as we know, resonates through the planet. Mm. And as you can imagine, it, it resonates <laughs> yes, how could through it not? his children. Yes, how could it not? Um, so I know my brother is, you know, more directly uh, going head pursuing long that path. Yeah. into that exploring it into that resonance. Yes, um, and it would it would almost be stranger if his work. Wasn't, wasn't touched by it in any Wasn't way. touched by it and didn't <laughs> yes. sort of reverberate with yes. it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it was... Uh, it was an interesting and sort of full-circling experience for me to mm. contribute mm. Uh, music sounds yeah, yeah. to kind of the family uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. legacy. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you going to... Um, another thing I want to quickly ask you is, 
you mentioned the poetry, you know, poetry thing is still live with you. What about writing a sort of memoir or a book-length project or you know, travel? Do- I could see you doing. Yeah, I think about it. Yeah, probably will. Will come to pass uh, at some point. No lack of backstory is, is no lack that, of backstory. You know, uh, no lack of uh, <laughs> travel experience. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, I think about it, but no, uh, no direct plans. We walk the aisles aimlessly with our kills, painlessly, and we go all the night without love. In the dark and lonely corners where we place our Drive through orders and we go all the night without love, without love. Touch me, the graphic reads on the. Athletic 